Hi, friend. I love you. Six years ago today was my first day here at St. Charles Borromeo. And uh, we've come a long ways, baby. It's been awesome. I just want to thank you for showing me faith, showing me humility, showing me Jesus, living it out there in a world that uh, can be pretty difficult and is just insurmountable at times, all the things that you and I and that we face, so, so blessed. Just a little story, I had to be in Hawaii two weeks ago this Sunday to baptize a child. They said, would you come over? And I said, Hawaii, are you serious? Okay. Well, okay, maybe. And I did the high friend, I love you homily. And we finished mass and this young family came out. They had two kids, a boy and a girl, probably, they were middle school going into high school. They're all kind of gathered around me and the father steps forward and he said, hi friend, I love you. And he gives me a hug. And then he steps back, the mom steps forward, hi friend, I love you. And she gives me a hug. And both of the kids did that after that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what else do I need? How beautiful. But as we get into our homily today, focusing on Paul, the second reading, Romans 6, about baptism and about sin, I have a, a prop that I'm very excited about uh, wearing today. I, one of the young adults who works on a ship let me borrow it, so hold on for just a second, okay? What does this remind you of? Of course, it's the love boat. The love boat, exciting and new, you know. Come aboard. We're expecting you on this love boat. Love, life's sweetest reward. Now, really, is life just a cruise ship? Is it just a cruise on the love boat? And we have to ask that question. You'll get all the love and romance and all is good and happy. Well, let's think just in terms of our lives. Let's think historically and especially let's think with Scripture as we look at this and biblically. Because if our thinking is wrong, everything else is going to be wrong. And our lives will fail. Have you ever met a successful Christian? Think about that. What does that look like? What does a successful Christian say? Someone who's dialed in and they know. They're not doing things wrong. They're in line with the life of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that has always been and always will be. And God wants our success. So the starting point is God is infinitely good. God has made us and we are created in infinite goodness and established in friendship. Hi, friend. Isn't that amazing? That's right there in the beginning of the catechism. We're established in friendship with our Creator. And the plan is sheer goodness, sheer goodness, infinite goodness. So every time we experience Jesus, we know that's infinite goodness. And if we aren't connected to that, then that's why we're here, to help each other to know that, that sheer goodness that he has for us. And by the way, that line was written by a woman. So again, the women are showing us the wisdom of God and the connection in God. So, the love boat, is it just love and romance, all is good and happy, is that reality? No one can escape the experience of suffering and evil. I know you, I know a lot of you, you know me, we know humanity. To be alive is to be broken, there's suffering, there's pain, there's disconnection. 
And we have to admit that. We have to be real about that. St. Augustine said, I saw where evil came from, and there was no solution. You know what his solution was? <laughs> Conversion. Where does all the suffering and evil come from in your life and in your heart, in your mind, in our hearts? We are tempted by the devil, and when we were, we let our trust in our Creator die in our heart, and we abuse the freedom He gave us to follow God's command. Think about it. We trusted in something other than sheer goodness. That's just stupidity. But I know I do it each day. We trust in something other than sheer goodness, and we lost not just like $5, we lost eternal life. Is there anything more serious to deal with in life than sin? That's the cause. That's where it comes from. That's what we need to deal with. Are we dealing with it? And you know how we best do that? We do it right smack dab in the middle of the church in her wisdom and her sacraments in the community. Because if we don't have that, we are not going to be in touch. And we're going to be saying, everything's okay. It's okay. It's not really bad. I mean, it's a little bit bad, worse than a couple years ago, but we're doing okay. And the more you come into the light of the Word and the Eucharist in this community, the more you're going to see it. The more you amp it up from just once a week, just barely skimming the water, to daily, in the invitation to that, the more Jesus is going to show you. And then you're going to enter into more of sheer goodness. You think that's anywhere else? <laughs> sheer goodness? It's right here. So are we as serious about our sin as He is? Just look at that cross. That's how serious He is about sin. Because he wants us to be successful. He wants us, to, and what's that for a Catholic? What's success for a Catholic? To be in communion with Jesus Christ. That's what success is. That's your only success or failure in life, is to be in communion with Jesus. As God is a source of all good, and I am choosing myself, the receiver of good against the one who is good, I am violating my own good. So if I'm choosing myself or the goodness of God, I'm violating what Christ has for me in his sheer goodness for me. Seduced by the devil, Adam wanted to be like, this is from Maximus Confessor. Seduced by the devil, Adam wanted to be like God without God, before God, and not in accordance with God. So we know we're born into a state of this original sin, which a big word for it is concupiscence. We are inclined to sin. Our Intellects are darkened, and so are our wills. We are duped into thinking that something will be truly good when it is not. He's called the father of lies. He will not lie in the future to us. Sin all has to do with our relationship with God, our friendship with God. Hi, friend. It's a rejection of that infinite and best relationship that we could ever have. And the ugliness and depth of our sin is in direct contrast to the beauty of the kind of relationship we were supposed to have and that we gained in Jesus Christ, even on a greater level, as the theologians tell us. It was great at creation, but redemption even raised it to a higher level. 
That's good news. When we say yes or no to a rule, we're not saying yes or no to that rule, but to the person who gave us that rule for our own infinite good. The heart of every sin is saying, God, I don't need you. I don't want you. I'm on my own. And we're not rejecting a thing. We're rejecting a person, God himself. And we're not rejecting, in the end, life, but we're rejecting eternal life. So why did Jesus come to earth? Because we were on a, this love boat cruise and everything was going great. Did he come to give us a great job, have a great education, be successful in life? Did he come for something great like to be nice and kind and gentle? Did he come for travel, shopping, pleasure? No, he came so that we'd be great. Pope Benedict XVI, you were not made for comfort, you were made for greatness, and you were made for the greatness of his sheer goodness. And so often we can settle for less. Okay, do you know what the name Jesus means? The name Jesus, it means God saves. Do you know what the name Christ means? It's not like my last name, Father John Amsbury. The name has a meaning that is his identity and his mission, which are one. Christ means anointed one, or the anointed. So he's anointed to save. That's why he came to earth. That's the reason Jesus came and humbled himself and took the form of a slave. Because he came to anoint us with salvation. Because of our sin. Jesus came to baptize us. I think about that. I think about all the people in, in this church and listening live and in a podcast later or right now. I think about the infinite power of Jesus to baptize us all. And if needed, the eight plus billion people on earth today and all the people of all time. And that's the infinite power and the sheer goodness that we're baptized in. And that's good news. And God wants us to be woken up to that and to live in that, to say, oh, my, he's come to take away my sins. He's come to save me from hell. To baptize us. God is anointed to save us in the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one. Now, St. Paul says in Romans 6, think of yourselves as dead to sin. What does that mean, thinking of ourselves as dead to sin? It means we're no longer controlled by sin. We cease to live under the power of sin and its suffering and death. All suffering and death comes from sin. The problem, let us be clear, is sin. How seriously do you take sin? And not just running to Father in the confessional, which is important and so primary. How often do you feel like if you felt you've offended someone or there's even a slight possibility that you've done that, will you go to that person and say, please forgive me? I encourage that practice to the T. Leave no question marks about right relationship with other people. That if even you have a smidgen of a, a, a sense of that, Go to them and say, I want to be right with you. I love you. Have I offended you? Please forgive me. 
have mercy on me. Changing our mind towards repentance. This should be part and parcel. We can be so much better and so much more acute in the Holy Spirit that people would, we would be just so on fire in love. They would say, how did you do that? Where did you get there? And we would say, I repented. I changed my mind about sin. I took it seriously. And he gave me sheer goodness. And it's the mercy of God. Can you imagine if we had a church that preached that? that focused on that instead of what I'm doing and the great, if we just focus on, I do not have it together. I have failed you. Have mercy on me. I don't know which way's up. I don't know which way to go. I don't have this. But I've turned to the one who does, and he now lives in me. It's no longer I who live. Can you imagine how packed our church would be if we went to someone who maybe didn't go to church and we said, you know what, please forgive me. I did this to you, or I said this about you, it's wrong, and I want to love you like Christ loves you. It would be a whole different ballgame, my friends. As many of you know, Carolyn Haig died on Friday morning, 8 o'clock mass goer, very much uh, part and parcel of this parish community, uh, a beautiful soul who had suffered so much and was so joyful, and always lifting up those around her. She went to confession to me twice in the last 72 hours. She wrote her sins down. She just wanted to be right with God. To be in relationship with him, and to live with him forever, that's why it's so serious to deal with sin. Because it's not so much about sin, but it's about his life coming in and saving us. Have you felt that need? Do you know that? If you don't, pray for it. Get involved. And pray for what it feels to have a life without God. And the pain and the torment that that is. Otherwise, all this means nothing. It really is just going through the motions. Pray that the Holy Spirit will pierce our hearts with that. I was having a conversation with a parishioner recently, and he said this, which I totally disagree with. He said, well, time heals all things. Really? Time heals death? Time doesn't heal all things. Jesus does. It's only being in relationship with Jesus that will heal all things. It's, it's, and the thing that's blocking that is sin. That's why it's serious to deal with it. To, to humble ourselves and to say, and not point the finger at other people and say, look at their sinners, they're doing it wrong, I don't like the way they're doing it. No. The only finger we point is at ourselves and say, how do I need to grow? in holiness. How am I not in communion with Jesus Christ? We do a lot of this, don't we? It's them. No, it's never them. It's you. It's me looking at ourselves. What's the answer? Confession. Forgive me. Lord, have mercy. Friend, have mercy on me. It's not just to the Lord, it's to each other. There's, you can't separate those loves. 
The mystery of evil and suffering is clarified and defeated in the light of Christ pouring out his body and blood on, for us on the cross. Yes, we're good, made in infinite goodness, but we're broken. So is the whole world. So as we quote unquote religion, remember what religion means? We did that on Easter, we bound our arms, it means to be bound together. As we religion here and bind ourselves together, we cry out, Lord have mercy. Instead of saying, look at me, the good I do, look at my life, we lock arms in this community and point each other to the sheer goodness of praising Jesus who gives us perfect love and romance. We're, it's all good and happy. What's the block though? It's sin. We want to name it and ask God's mercy to wash it out so we can be set free to live in true love, the true incredible cruise that God has for us. St. Gregory of Nyssa puts it like this, sick, our nature demanded to be healed, fallen to be raised up, dead to rise again. We had lost the possession of the good. It was necessary for it to be given back to us. Closed in the darkness, it was necessary to bring us the light. Captives, we awaited a savior. Prisoners, help. Slaves, a liberator. My friends, this is me adding to it, my friends. Are these things minor or insignificant? Don't think it could be more infinitely significant. And did they not they move God to descend to human nature and visit it? since humanity was in so miserable and unhappy a state. I hope it's clear. If it's not, go back to this. Go back to Romans 6. Go back to this. The problem is sin. The answer is confession. Jesus in confession, taking away all that takes us away from him. That's the good news. Sheer goodness. Sheer goodness. Don't be duped. Don't trust in anything or anyone else ultimately. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. He's the eternal Son of God. And He's here to save us this day and every day of our lives. And the more we gather here and cry out, Lord, have mercy, the more it's going to happen. And then the more are going to come. It's not that Jesus' mercy is lacking in our world. It's that Jesus' mercy has not been invited into his children's hearts in this world. How can I play a part in that to make all the difference for as many people as I can in this one short breath I have in life? One short breath. We know the problem. We know the answer. We know the call. Sure goodness. The more we come to this light, the more masses you come to with an open heart, ready to, to be forgiven, shown the way, the better. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Sheer goodness that you 
loved me so much that you were moved to leave heaven to sacrifice your body and blood for me. Wow. I don't get that kind of love, but I want to. Show me every sin, everything that takes me away from you, even the slightest thing. Heal all my suffering from sin and bring me into the joy of your presence. Amen.